Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Respectfully Selfish Podcast. I am your host, Ben Myers. And as we get things going here, what I always like to do at the beginning is just give a huge thank you to everybody who's reached out, shared some personal experiences, and actually let me dive in and help you any way I possibly can, whether it just be share a mindset, share a personal experience of my own that might help you kind of feel a little bit more normalized or anything like that, like you're not the only person going through it. Um, thank you for letting me into your life. I think that's huge. And I really appreciate all the vulnerability you guys show to me as I try to be as vulnerable as possible to you. Um, another thing I want to do as we get started here is I had a really good friend of mine reach out um, as a testimonial and he said, I know you're asking for people to share experiences, so here's a way that your podcast has helped me. And I just want to qu- quickly read it to you um, because I think it has a huge impact on not only me because I feel like I'm actually helping people, but I think sharing other people's experiences help other people as well. So. This is my friend Greg Sabilo down in, uh, well, I met him down in Virginia. He's now living back home in Buffalo with his wife and his beautiful child, Jameson. Um, and this is how, um, I guess, my podcast affected him. So he goes, changing my circle has been super beneficial to me in my life. You asked me to share stories on your podcast, and this is how it's helped me. I always found myself at friends' houses where we, all we would do is hang out with music in the background and just sit there and chat. I hated it. Hate is a strong word, and I hated it. It's so boring, even if you're in a good convo, it is just brutal to sit there thinking about the other things you can be doing. So I dimmed it down a little bit. Some of those individuals, and instead of going over to their place, I'll sit at home and do something with Jenny. And it's so much more rewarding to have that time not wasted. Now don't get me wrong, I've had a bit of a struggle with the FOMO of it, but deep down I know and realize how how much stronger my relationship is with my wife and baby Jay. And I really thought it was going to be hard and people were going to give me shit about it because I wasn't coming to their places, but it's actually been really easy. I literally sent a text back of, nah, I can't make it, or a simple, thanks, but we're staying in tonight. And after that fades away, without thinking about it, my circle has been refined, a change that I never thought I'd be able to make. Also, I do feel that having a positive mindset about life can change the way you look at everything. You know me, I'm pretty freaking positive 24-7. It's pretty bad if I'm feeling down, but I use the quote, fake it till you make it. Even if you are in the dark state of things and aren't go- and things aren't going your way, pretend like all is well. The Friday Snap is my version of your podcast, just trying to make sure everyone starts their day off with a positive attitude. And if you know Greg, um, he is the most positive person I know. And that doesn't mean he, he has... He doesn't have bad days. Uh, He does. He sends a group of people a a snap every Friday. This man gets up, I believe, at like 2.30 in the morning. I wake up at 4 and his snap is there. It's him singing along to a song at a car, whether it's in a a parking garage, a parking lot, a stoplight, and he is just getting after it in the morning. I'm going to see if I can find what his uh, Snapchat name is so you guys can certainly add him if you want to get on that morning thread. He's invited everybody to be a part of that Friday morning snap. So I'm going to put that in a link on my Instagram or Facebook or anything like that so we can all follow that along. So Greg, thank you so much for sharing that personal experience. Um, Best of luck with the new baby and congratulations on the wife, Jenny. Tell Jenny I said hello Um, and we're going to keep moving forward here. Uh, I, I mentioned last week that I was going to start a segment, How to Get Selfish with Ben, and I actually am going to use an example. I talked to a close friend of mine 
Um, no, I wouldn't say close, actually. It's somebody that, you know, we just met through a mutual friend over live music, and we became, you know, really good friends. Somebody that you just, you know, naturally connect with. And it's going to be on the topic of loneliness. And as I go through this episode, I'm going to break into a segment where I'm going to talk more about it in detail. Uh, just so keep a lookout for that. It's going to be towards the end of the episode. Um, so with that being said, the topic of this episode is loneliness. So what does loneliness actually look like? It's surprising because loneliness looks like being surrounded by the people you love and care for you. So that means, you know, your, your parents, your loved ones, your best friends, you know, having people to turn to. Loneliness is having that support group and having those people around, but just feeling like, you know, you're almost not worthy of it. It's awesome. Loneliness is disguised as big smiles and laughing. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm firm believer and I'm a prime example of that's what loneliness looks like. I mean, we all know the story of Robin Williams about his suffer through depression and everything like that. And he was one of the funniest humans ever placed on this planet, but he had his struggles and, you know, being on stage and doing what he did for a living is something that masked that. So, uh, so loneliness isn't always being cooped up in a room by yourself. It's also the production of your life that you want people to see opposed to you sitting in that dark room by yourself. Loneliness also looks like being the person that other people turn to, you know, being the shoulder to cry on, being the person that's always there to listen, being the person that burdens everybody else's problems, but doesn't want to put yourself and your problems onto other people. So let's talk about what does loneliness feel like. And what loneliness feels like and what loneliness looks like is two totally different things. Because loneliness loneliness feels like no one on this earth understands how you feel. You understand that other people have felt lonely. Other people have been kind of down in the dumps, if you want to call it that. But loneliness feels like no one else on this earth understands how you are feeling right now, no matter how you try to explain it to them. And it's also just a feeling that you're just bothering people, right? You, you you sit down, you talk with some friends, and you know they all have their wives, their kids, this and that. And you might have a lot of really good things going in your life. You might have a wife. You might have kids. You might be going through a huge transition in your life. And that, that can usually be the times you feel the loneliness because your body and your brain don't have this feeling to relate to. It's something new. It's something adventurous it's something just foreign to the brain and i'm a firm believer the brain just wants resolution at all times the brain is always looking for something to relate to so i remember uh taking my psychology classes in college and remember the the, the professor saying that 90 percent of our memories now i could be you know mis misunderstanding the the data here but 90% of our memories are false memories. So these things never really happen the way we think they did. It's because our brain wants to relate it to things it already knows. Uh, so what else does loneliness look like? It looks like that every smile you put on is a show. And you know it is. I've been in the loneliest times of my life. And that's where people think I've been the most fun. And we talked about it on last week's episode. It, it's... Sometimes you're running away from things because you don't want to deal with the things inside. So you are, you're putting on this production, you're putting on this, we watch all, you're putting on the show, whether it be Friends, The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, anything, you're just literally living out this production. 
and you're putting on these smiles, you're making people laugh, or, you know, you, you might not be the extroverted person making people laugh, but you're, you're engaging in conversations because you don't want people to know your secret and you don't want people to know how you're actually feeling. So sometimes loneliness can be disguised as a smile or it's disguised as the feeling that you're going to let down the people who love you the most. And I think that's the big one is it kind of ties in with the feeling like a bother to people is when you're lonely. I know for me, I push away the closest people to me. So that'd be my mom, my sister, um, my, it's, it's always my family and my friends don't see it as much because, you know, we, since I live in a different state, we'll text sporadically, you know, we'll jump on Xbox or PlayStation and we'll talk a little bit. But if I'm not doing those things as much, it's usually because I'm kind of cooped up or I'm hibernating because I'm, I'm just not feeling myself and I don't want to project that or I don't want people to see that. And I'm trying to work on, you know, being better with that because I've been on here saying, you know, it's all about the people you keep and you should be able to talk things out like how you're feeling if you don't want to do things. And I do have that circle where I can say that. But when it comes to loneliness, it's almost, especially as a, you know, a 31 year old male saying that you feel lonely isn't, you know, in the mainstream, it's almost like you feel like you're a sissy. Like you, you can't be, you can't be lonely. You have to be big. You have to be tough, but I'm trying to break that stigma of guys. We all go through it. Loneliness, loneliness, um, can be a product of depression, anxiety. And I encourage you, if you feel like this on an extended basis and you are trying the respectfully selfish mindset and everything like that, but it's, it's just not working for you. You haven't found your groove yet. I am a firm advocate for therapy, counseling, and everything that under the sun that can help better your mindset. Because the, maybe a couple of years ago, there was that stigma that therapy is for the weak and therapy is for whatever. And, you know, you just don't want to succumb to that social stigma. But guys, understand that therapy, the respectfully selfish mindset, counseling, it's there to better you. It's not about what other people think of it. It's what you're going through and how you feel and you might not have the coping mechanisms. I know I don't have coping mechanisms for certain things that I need help with. And that's all it is. It's lending a hand to help you move past or develop certain skills to help you move past in the future. These things that you're going through. So now that we know what loneliness looks like and what loneliness feels like, what causes these feelings, these things that consume our time and energy, those are what cause loneliness. So you might think it's being cooped up in a house is what causes loneliness, but it's the things we're actively participating in. So it can be our friends, our family, our coworkers going out and partying. That stuff creates loneliness. So constantly feeling like you need to be there for friends, family, or coworkers, the constant need and need from other people can create that loneliness of us because we're not putting back into ourselves. We talk about it on this podcast a lot. We put in so much more for other people's lives than we put into our own. And of course that there's going to be this disconnect between ourselves and our emotions because we're constantly masking them for other people. We're trying to put on brave faces. We're trying to help people go through their problems instead of simply asking for help in our own problems. So that makes us feel isolated. It's usually external sources 
that make us feel lonely. A lot of times, yes, there's obviously chemical imbalances and everything like that. But understanding that environments, social activity, and everything we're doing there is what actually plays a huge part in the feeling of loneliness. And doing things that we constantly don't enjoy. So that's, I keep coming back to refining circles and being able to say no to doing things because we have to keep our tank in mind. We have to refill our tank. Every bit of energy we exert into somebody else or an activity we don't want to be doing, an obligation or a commitment, it doesn't get put back in by everybody. So we have to be conscious and protect that because the more we keep putting out and not putting in, we're going to drain and that's when loneliness is going to start setting in. Now I have a few examples as I flip through here. So a lot of things that can cause loneliness is that forbidden fruit of working OT, you know, oh my God, I can get so much more money. But what you're actually doing is you're spending time away from the things you like. You're spending time away from your friends, your family. Uh, it, it does. It drains you because you're constant, especially if you don't work a job that you're truly passionate about. Not all of us get to do that. 90% of us don't get to do that. So spending more time in a place that is constantly draining us for a little extra cash that is something that, I mean, obviously finances are a huge thing that you have to see is, is the juice or is the fruit worth the squeeze or whatever the quote is, I think is the juice worth the squeeze. So understand that constantly doing other people's things. So obviously working OT is because there's a need at work or constantly doing other people's hobbies. So for example, hiking, if you don't enjoy hiking, but your best friend, your girlfriend, boyfriend, your partner enjoys doing hiking and you're constantly doing that i'm not saying that's a direct tie to loneliness because you're doing it with the one the people you enjoy being with but not refilling your hobbies and doing the things you enjoy doing will cause that feeling of loneliness because that activity of hiking becomes an obligation you no longer enjoy hanging out with that person and doing this thing you might enjoy hanging out with the person but going for a hike up the Colorado mountains with what or whatever 13,000 feet with someone you love is great but that's still 13,000 feet you not only have to go up you have to come down so understand be mindful of the activities you're constantly doing it doesn't mean don't step out of your comfort zone and try new things and do different things it's just understand how you're feeling and understand that if you know you're in a situation where you should be saying no I'm just not in the mood to do that that you should absolutely do it and a big one I don't know if anybody here listens to Gary Vaynerchuk I highly recommend it if it's some if you enjoy this podcast uh, I, I share a very similar mindset with him loneliness can be people going to school if that's not something you're I'm going to relate it to something you're passionate about and goal driven for so if you're going to school because you're told to do so and you know your parents or your loved ones are saying like you have to do this it's going to better your career I, I i just challenge you to take a step back and question yourself always what is my goal here because i know growing up and i've had countless conversations with my mother i never wanted to go to school i'm happy i did i'm happy i have a degree i'm happy it's given me plenty and a vast a vast majority of my work experience has come from having a degree but I hated school. I did not strive in school. I cheated my way through school. I I didn't have this passion because I also didn't have a vision of what I wanted to do. 
um, I've been fortunate enough that I was able to study psychology and get into this world of, you know, helping people. But if school is not for you and you're dedicating years of your life into doing this and you don't have an end goal, I think it's worth examining what you want to be doing. So take school off the table, whether it be a job or whether it be, you know, running a certain club or anything like that. If it's not something that meets your goals and keeps propelling you forward, the feeling of loneliness will set in because you're constantly exerting energy into things you don't want to be doing. So when you try to come back to home base, you're just drained. You don't have the energy to be doing the things you love to be doing or spending the time with the people you love to be spending time with. So understand that. And what I want to do now is get selfish with Ben. I want to talk about that experience. Uh, Like I said, a good friend of mine reached out a few weeks ago and we spent about an hour, an hour and a half on the phone and just chatting because we share a similar mindset. We go through similar things. And he asked me, he goes, Ben, what, what do you recommend? Or what are some things you do to combat this feeling of loneliness? And the first thing I asked him, I was like, what, what are the things you're going through? You know, what are those feelings? What are the things you're doing to, I don't want to say fix loneliness, but the things you're doing to combat it. And, you know, we all get into those routines that have helped before, but then we get scared to switch it up because we don't know if they'll work. And I told him, switch it up. Things can be hard. You don't feel like doing it, but you have to, in order to combat loneliness, you have to start switching things up because clearly what we are doing now is not filling that void or giving us that mental stimulation to forget. I don't want to say forget about loneliness because we're going to feel that, but it's almost occupy our brain to kind of propel us through this. I always call it, it's like that rut and you're not able to get in your groove. So to propel you through that rut start exercising a little bit. Uh, if that's not in your realm, find out what exercise your exercise is. So like I said, I do like to go to the gym. I like to listen to music. I like to play music. I like to discover music. I, I like to do a, a wide variety of things. So exercising for me is a way to fight through that, burn off some calories, sweat up a little bit, and then kind of start feeling better about myself. But if that's not in your wheelhouse, don't do it because I do it. Find out what your your home base is. Like I said, I go to exercise. I go to music. What, what do you go to? You have to ask yourself that. And think about this. Those things that you daydream about, like, oh, I wish I could do them. Start doing them in any capacity. My So this is somebody I met through a mutual friend. We'd love to go listen to live shows together. We've actually played an open mic together. And we sat down. That's when we first really started having this this conversation of, you know, sometimes I'm just not good. Sometimes I am feeling really down and I don't know what to do. And he told me he's been journaling. He's been, you know, trying to do some more of his hobbies, but he has, he has a disability right now where he can't play his guitar as much. Um, it restricts his, it restricts how much time he can be playing. So he doesn't get that outlet. So my suggestion to him and it's a direct suggestion for what I'm doing and creating a podcast is I said, Hey, you already go out and you love listening to live music, hearing new music, going to new places and exploring, start writing a blog about it. Start talking about it. Start, you know, start creating material. Cause as a creative person, when you get restricted on how much time you can create in your craft, that's going to take a hit on you. So what I think you need to do is start looking at what 
tools you already have and the things you already naturally do. And instead of reinventing the wheels, start fine tuning those tools. So if you're already going out and seeing new music or you really enjoy going to see a certain band or a certain performer, start writing things up and you never know where these things and these hobbies and these loves are going to take you. Um, I'm here sitting on a podcast talking to, I think I have almost 550 views of my podcast at this point. And if you would have told me that seven weeks ago, I would have lost my mind, right? So that's how I look at it. Follow things you enjoy doing and other doors and avenues are going to open up. And when any of this doesn't happen, and I know he's a big advocate for counseling and therapy and stuff too. This is how I, I look at it is seek help. We talked about in the beginning of this episode, go seek help, but don't be scared. Don't worry about some stupid stigma that you heard about in the third grade because times have changed in the past 20 years and therapists aren't shrinks anymore. They are actually educated individuals who are there to help you. Now you have to find the right therapist. I'm not going to go into the details of all that kind of stuff. But you have to find what works for you. So don't get discouraged if the first person you talk to isn't right for you. Because just like any relationship, there's going to be good, there's going to be bad. But understand, seeking help does not make you weak. It doesn't make you whatever word you want to call it, a sissy, anything like that. Understand that the feeling of loneliness is helped by therapy. Because it's somebody you can talk to from... A different point of view they're they're not invested directly in your personal life so understand that is something you can do and lastly what I think you just need to do is act upon these things it's I am so grateful you guys are sitting and listening to my podcast but what this podcast is meant to do is for you to take action on all of these things like you heard from Greg in the beginning and how he's made a simple adjustment just by you know refining his circle a little bit and his friends have taken really well to it. They understand you got a wife, you got a kids. He's like I said, he's an incredibly positive person. And people are drawn to his energy because you can't help but have an amazing time when you hang out with this person. But it's understanding that that positivity has shaped his world and he surrounded himself with like-minded people. So understand that is something you can do too, but you have to act on it. You have to make the conscious decision that you're not in a good place. You have to look inside, understand how you're feeling and try to understand why you are feeling it and then continue to move forward and act, act, act. You have to put these things into practice or otherwise it's just another podcast you're listening to, to buy time and validate those feelings. It's all good. It's all fine and good and validating feelings, but understanding that things aren't going to change unless you act on it. All right, guys, Thank you so much. Um, I look forward to continuing to help you guys out and do this thing. Uh, If you, as always, have any questions, have any issues you're going through, please shoot into my DMs. If you have my number, send me a text. If not, always reach out to me on my Facebook or my Instagram. Facebook is Ben Myers. Myers is N-E-Y-E-R-S. And my Instagram handle is Ben J B E N J the letter J M E Y E R S. You guys will be able to find me. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me again on this episode of the Respect for Selfish Podcast. I am your host, Ben Myers, and I love you all, and I hope you guys have a great day. Take care. Bye.